Yo, what's up, guys? This is uh, Garage Brothers right here. Uh, Gabriel coming at you right now. Uh, we're doing here for our first podcast, and we just want to welcome everybody and uh, introduce you to uh, part of the crew. My name is Theodore, part of Garage Brothers Sports Cards, and uh, we're starting our first podcast, man. So, hey, Gabe, how, how's, how you been, man? Been pretty good? Good, good. You know, just uh, on my grind, on my grind. Uh, right now it's, uh, you know, almost 11 o'clock our time and uh, got to be up real early for that target card drop. So, uh, got oh, I know up. they're dropping tomorrow. Hey, so, so latest news was basically they stopped offering regular sports cards, right? Uh, base, basketball and baseball cards in store. And now they're only doing Pokemon, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, there was a lot of things going on, a lot of people buying a lot of cards and uh, a lot of fights going on in the stores and outside of the stores. It was crazy. Uh, so basically Target shut down selling all sports cards, including uh, Pokemon as well, because Pokemon was hot items as well. Because if, if there wasn't sports cards available, uh, sports card people would buy up the Pokemon cards and they would trade them to Pokemon people that were buying sports cards. So it was kind of just a weird deal. So they shut that down. And then, like you said, all of a sudden, uh, they, they were only going online. But now they just recently changed it just as of uh, two days ago. That all of a sudden, now Pokemon is back in the stores. Uh, the sports cards haven't hit back in the stores yet. I saw I saw a buddy of mine who reached out to Target, and Target said, uh, as far as the time goes, they're still putting sports cards online, not in stores. So for right now, temporarily, uh, no sports cards in the store still. So I'm looking at, according to comicbook.com, I'm reading, uh, I guess Target has a, a Twitter you can go to. At, it's at, at AskTarget mm-hmm. and BGS Pro 123 said is it true that you are selling pokemon cards again target replied and says stores will resume selling select pokemon trading cards the week of june 1st 2021 pokemon trading cards can be sold seven days per week and will have a limit of two items per guest per mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and that was at 10 37 june 2nd so that was tweeted yesterday morning so they just dropped the news. Um, man, there's people going crazy over this news right now. Um, you know, just on Twitter, you know, people are saying, yes. What about sports cards? Um, Target actually hasn't uh, replied back to that information. Um, let me see. Will you guys ever sell sports cards again? Uh, hopefully, somebody said, hopefully not. The idiots. We'll go nuts for sports cards. <laughs> Even them into into this mess. Yeah, this guy doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Check like your local Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> Somebody said, mine does Saturdays for the new stock. So I guess Barnes and Nobles sells uh, baseball cards, man. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, man? Uh, I, Man, I'm telling you, you know, I'm on my grind. I'm always trying to find uh, where the latest cards are in. Sometimes I don't like to let out the secrets, but uh, 
Dude, today I heard, and and so I thought I'd check it out on my lunch break, so I wasn't doing it during you know my typical career hours. Um, I went on my lunch break to Kohl's, and I walked back into you the found toy- sports cards at Kohl's. Yeah, dude, I went back to the toy section, and right on the end cap, I saw um, Top Series One 2021 baseball card fat packs. There was about 12 of them there. And then I also <laughs> saw some po- some Pokemon uh, decks and they weren't my they weren't my kind of Pokemon. It was battle styles. I'm more into like shining fades or hidden yeah. fades. So I skipped out on the Pokemon, but when I looked at the top series one, I thought, "Huh, I wonder if Cole's actually has a uh, a maximum uh, amount that you can actually purchase like like the rest of these stores are doing right now you know i could buy all 12 of these but that's <laughs> 12 times seven bucks each man next thing you know you're spending a lot of money you know man but at the same time you think about it and you go man cards are hard to get right now so do you buy them all and do you buy them for for the channel so that way we can rip more or do we buy them so that way i can i can do more pack wars and so, you know, I, I grabbed a handful of them. I didn't buy them all. I wanted to make sure that other people had an opportunity to get some as well. And so I, I went does, over Does to anybody the, know that actually Kohl's sells sports cards? I don't think so, man. Card? I don't I, think that so. That would be the last place I would ever think. I know, man. I, I couldn't believe it, dude. I, I honestly could not believe it. But somebody, <laughs> That's so crazy, Somebody man. had told me, like, because I've, I've, you know, I, I randomly talk to people about card collecting, and uh, somebody told me, "Have you ever checked Coles in the toy department? I think I've seen Pokemon there before." And so today, man, uh, I'd already checked out Target, and there wasn't any Pokemon there yet. Um, I thought, huh, I wonder if I could just check out Coles. It's right next to Walmart. It's worth the shot. And then, boom! It was kind of like a little jackpot hit. I wish I would have filmed it, but uh, I didn't. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I, I wouldn't even think that. Yeah. That's like the, you know, at least at least you're finding them. You know, that's the thing, you know, because mm-hmm. can you imagine there was none? Then you wouldn't be able to even rip none for the for the channel, man. Yeah, and that's the main goal is to make sure that I have product for the channel. You know, I, I want to make sure that I've got product that I'm ripping, product that uh, I'm able to... I think when I send out these these pack war invitations, uh, I'm gonna send out a pack with it. And so if they, if they deny the invitation, then I guess they just get a free pack of cards. But if they accept the invitation, then cool. You know, I've got product that we can do a pack war battle and have it filmed for the channel. So I'm always trying to find those cards to make sure that we got enough product for the channel. Are you gonna be ripping Pokemon cards? Uh baseball cards basketball cards what what are you trying to go with it oh man well um what do i know what do i know best i know baseball best uh, i definitely like ripping baseball cards open as, as my most popular my favorite product to be ripping um however i do like to rip in, into other products as well especially when you find out that there's some some actual pretty cool cards out there and you know um I've been looking a lot into the select football and I got, I, I saved a couple fat packs of select football that I picked up and I want to rip those on the channel. 
I've got some, um, uh, I did pick up some Pokemon um, Shining Fates battle collection, so that way we can have a couple battles with some Pokemon. Uh, as far as basketball goes, I, you know, when I when I pick up ba- basketball cards, I usually trade them or flip them, so that way I can get that money and use it for something that I, that I actually have a little bit more of an interest in. Basketball is kind of yeah. hard when I don't follow when I don't follow it as much on um, as far as the sport goes, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's. However, crazy, I man. do have some friends that are definitely interested in basketball, and so you know, for the channel when it does come time, and and I do have some basketball cards to rip open, I'm probably going to invite some of those guys that definitely know what they're talking about when it comes to basketball. So that way, when when we do do some rips like that. <clears throat> You're not getting somebody that, that doesn't know what they're talking about. We, we want to make sure that we do have somebody that knows what they're talking about. So <clears throat> no matter what we rip, we'll always have somebody there that that knows the product and knows it well. Yeah, that's that's definitely – how long you been trading – how long you been collecting sports cards for? Oh, well, uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty interesting story right there, yeah. I think that kind of leads into uh, how Garage Brothers kind of got started. And, yeah, I want to I want to hear about it, man. Yeah, man, uh, it's kind of crazy, you know. Um, as a kid, uh, I grew up real poor, and I grew up in a in a trailer park, and we didn't have a whole lot of extra money. And I remember my brother and his friend; they would always, uh, you know, if they saw. Um, soda cans or beer cans or any kind of aluminum cans on the on the side of the road they would pick them up and start saving them and they'd trade them in and get money and they'd use that money and go buy cards or they'd go mow lawns or, and they'd use that money and go buy cards uh, they did all this because like in the trailer park it was kind of a ghetto and a lot of a lot of problems going on with gangs and drugs and violence and that was their way of uh, exiting that kind of an area. And so they'd ride their bikes and go buy all these cards. And I'd follow along as a little kid. And I didn't know exactly what I was getting into. But, man, when they opened up a pack, and it was back then it was a pack of, like, wax cards. And each pack had, like, a stick of bubble gum in it. And, man, that bubble gum was, like, the worst freaking bubble gum you could ever get, <laughs> man. Plus whatever card was next to that bubble gum was like ruined because of the bubble gum left all these marks on it, you know? Hey, but at least they made it interesting back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You could have had like the best card in the world right there. And you had a stick of bubble gum next to it. It ruins it. Makes it worth nothing. (laughs) I bet you people listening, you know, can relate to that. You know, remembering that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, a lot of uh, some of these, some of these kids now, they, they don't even know that they used to do that. You know, no, that no, they have no idea. All I, I, I didn't even know that till recently. Yeah, a lot of these kids, man, they're, they're into these modern cards, and these modern cards, man, all they are is about um, shimmer and glitter and die cuts and parallels and uh, memorabilia cards and autographs. And man, back then we were just looking for some cool cards and, it, and a stick of bubble like, gum. <laughs> it's almost like you know, remember when you used to have a newspaper. And you'd wait, you know, you'd wait around, and the the mailman bring the newspaper, and a newspaper boy would throw it on your porch, and 
you get the comics out of there. You know, that was a that was the best <laughs> thing, man. You know. Yeah, that was the best part of the newspaper, man, besides the sports <laughs> section. <laughs> you know, and, and now people don't even know what a newspaper is, man. And, and you know what, man, as you're talking about that real quick, man, I want to give a, a real quick shout out to uh, uh, a graphic designer by the name of Pon Blanco or uh, White Bread. Uh, his, his real name is, is Brett Nance, and uh, he's actually a comic book designer. Because uh, oh, wow. you, you just mentioned the comics in the newspaper, that's what made me think about it. And he's a comic book designer, but he's also the the man that designed the Garage Brothers Sports Cards uh, logo. And I I gave him the idea of what I wanted, but I really didn't know how to do all the graphic he designing life, part of huh? it. And he just brought it to life, man. And all of a sudden, it, it <laughs> I made love it look that logo, man. Yeah, pretty legit, man. A lot of it looks lot of, good. Man. A lot of went into it, and it kind of looks. Kind of looks like Dodgers uh, when it comes down to the, the color scheme and and the fonts, but I thought it, it looked pretty legit. Isn't that like a? It's it's pretty cool when you have a idea, you pin it down on paper, and then somebody brings it to life. You know? Yeah, man. You know, it, it's so crazy out there when you have artists, and and it's not just artists when it comes down to um, art and putting a design on under a piece of paper or a graphic design. We're talking about art in so many different forms from, from music to uh, designing different bridges. And uh, there's so much out there that, like you said, somebody has an idea and they build upon that idea to make it come to life, which is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, like, and I always wonder, man, like, how come I wasn't born with, you know, a uh, skill to be able to draw something? And, you know, if you look at all the cartoons from back in the day, man, you know, the way they animated was, you know, they would draw on a piece of paper and they would keep drawing the same image, but something different, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of skill and a lot of time, you know, d- just to be able to do that um, is amazing. You know, yeah. some of the some of the greatest graphic designers you know and the the they drew cartoons and all the stuff that we know today as classic you know and and they don't get appreciation you know like they should you know there's so many people that need to be appreciated people who drew who drew like you know from the top you know uh characters like mickey mouse Minnie mouse you know yeah when you think of most of uh most of the things from walt disney Uh most of the the old school animation uh, it all started with these artists, and these artists would draw uh, picture after picture after picture. It wasn't like you can cut and paste and do all those things on the computer. They had to do it on my hand. Yeah, yeah. I guess a guy by the name of Hugh Harmon in 1925 actually drew some of the sketches of uh, you know the first Mickey Mouse and, and Minnie Mouse. Wow, man, that's pretty cool. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. You but know, Speaking of that, man, I, I think, you know, uh, with all these kind of ideas of being able to bring it bring it to life, uh, let's go kind of backwards. I think we were we were headed in a direction of Garage Brothers <laughs> and how it kind of got started. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny how you talk about one thing and then it just leads to another thing, and then you get off the phone with somebody and you're like, "Hey, you know what? He didn't finish telling me that one story we were talking about." Yeah, yeah so go ahead and tell us about how kind of that's kind of like what I call it in the classroom. Uh, we call it squirrel. Yeah, 
you know, because all of a sudden a kid sees a squirrel and they, their their attention is driven over there. They can't even <laughs> focus anymore. That's why and they see really another squirrel over there. Yeah, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> man, it is crazy out there. There's no more but, windows in classrooms, man. I know, man. That was like a prison uh, like, in the classroom. Uh, I know, man. Well, let's see. Uh, so, like I said, you know, um, watching yeah, them. Yeah, tell us how Garage Bowl started, man. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, watching those guys watch, open up cards kind of brought me into the hobby. And um, I would say probably about seven, eight years old, I was with them getting cards, getting their their common cards or the cards that weren't worth anything. They would give them to me. And I, I treasured them like they were gold. I thought like they were the best thing ever. I, I didn't where, where did you them. store them at? Did you just have like a lunchbox or? Uh, at the time, I had an old shoebox that I put them in. Oh wow! And, and then after that, I got a little bit more sophisticated, and I bought a binder with these uh, card, uh, card sheets. Sleeves. And these card sheets, I think they they held like um, either nine or twelve cards on a sheet. And I started putting them in, in those and, and hanging on to them. Um, and, and you know, I, I was saving cards for a little while. I, I started collecting them, like I said, seven, eight years old. Probably collected them um, probably through about early 90s, maybe 91, 92. And so if that does that, then it ends my my collecting time at 91 92 that would put us in um let's see 01 11 uh, man shoot we're looking at 30 years since i was collecting cards oh man you know and so it's been a while do you still have those cards you know i i just went out into um my storage container and I was looking through some of my boxes of my treasured items as a, as a teenager. And I came across a couple boxes of cards and Oh, nice. As I started looking through them, uh, I don't think anything's really worth anything of value, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's okay, man. Like it was kind of cool because like some of the cards that I saw that I had in these big old, plastic slabs all protected i look at them and and like they're not even a star anymore like th that guy was like my idol. social security now yeah yeah exactly you know and you're like what the oh heck happened God. to it so uh don't get me wrong it was they might not be worth anything of value to, to anybody else but man to me they they, they mean a lot to me like the sentimental value outweighs the value yeah, like I'll tell card. you, man. Like on the very top of my my shoebox that I opened up was this one card, and it was my favorite baseball player at the time. And and I thought about it now, and man, he became a big old cokehead, and and he didn't like <laughs> like he was he was an amazing baseball player, but his cocaine history ended up becoming more popular than his baseball career. And so, man, like, kind of cool that, that I still got Daryl Strawberry, his card sitting on top. Uh, <laughs> I definitely appreciated watching the guy play. But, man, I guess once you become celebrity status, sometimes you let drugs get the best of you, you know? I know, man. That's crazy. 
So, <laughs> so like I said, man, I, I, I do have some of the cards. They're not worth anything. But um, like I said, it's been about 30 years mm-hmm. since, I, since I actually opened cards. And then all of a sudden, um, my older brother, who we live in the same city, and actually we're living on the same street, uh, he gave me a call, and this was before we lived on the same street. He's like, dude, you got to come over here to Walmart, man. And I was like, dude, I don't need to go to Walmart. He's like, no, really. Uh, you got to come over here and buy this box of Pokemon cards. <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed at him, dude. Because, like, my brother is, like, he's always been known as, like, this jock. I mean, he's a, he was, like, a, a high school athlete star in, in, like, multiple sports and, um, everybody thought that being you're his brother, that you're going to follow in the same footsteps, you know, <laughs> but, uh, Hey, they're like, that's your brother over there. Yeah. Like, are, like are you nah, sure? He just yeah. holds my books. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you know what? I was, I was good at sports, but I wasn't like amazing. Like he was, mm-hmm. he was really, he, he probably could have went pro. Um, but then he got injured and you know, that's a whole nother story. But anyways, um, this jock is like telling me to go buy these freaking Pokemon cards. And I, and I'm like, dude, like, no, nah, man, I don't need to go buy no Pokemon. No, it's like, you need to do it. Get over here. And so what do you do as a younger brother, man? You listen to your older brother, even though you, yeah. even though you're like 40 years old, you still listen to your <laughs> older brother. So you get, hey, that's where the garage brothers comes in. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. And you know, so then I drive over to Walmart and I meet up with them, and he tells me, buy that box right there. And it was behind the counter already. So I was like, okay, oh, can I get that box of Pokemon? And they're like, which one? I was like, I don't know. That one right there. <laughs> the lady's the like, that- sir, you're a little bit too old to be buying Pokemon cards. Yeah, and they kind of did look at me kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> so, so I bought it, and then uh, we got back to my brother's house, and my brother goes, okay, now. Now what I want you to do is I want you to go on eBay. And I want you to look up this exact box. And so I went on eBay and I looked up that exact box. I bought it for $40 at uh, Walmart. And then I looked at the box online and it was going for 150 bucks. Dang. And I was like, what the hell's wrong here? Like, something's wrong. Like, dude, if, like, if this is true, everybody would be doing this. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't realize that there were a lot of people doing this, <laughs> you know? Hey, you it, got into it late. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just me, man. I was just, like, just so happened to fall into a, a little bit of luck and, and and see the product while it was there with my brother. You and, the store at the right time. Yeah, I'll do to my brother making me go there, you know, listen to your older brother. And so um, I was like, yeah, let's put it online. Let's sell it. He's like, no, no, no. You You just wait. You wait. But it sparked it sparked the kid inside of you, though, right? Yeah, you know, all of a sudden it kind of just like got me excited. I didn't I, I, like my heart started racing. I almost felt like I was, I almost felt like I was doing something illegal. You know, <laughs> almost like you're gonna get in trouble for this. It, and and I thought about it, man. Well, okay, let's just see. And and he kept saying, "Wait, wait." Well, lo and behold, man. Um, I had to go to Walmart for diapers for my kid one day. And (laughs) 
I walk through the, the line and I see the same Pokemon behind the counter. Oh, and man. And I said, uh, yeah, can I get that Pokemon Kanto Power Collection? Now it's not more sophisticated because I know I know what the name is yeah. now, you know? And so that way when she says, which one? I say, yeah, that one, the Kanto Power Collection. And um, so I got two of them. And then I, I called my brother up and I was like, hey, yo, um, Walmart had a, a Kanto Power Collection, just one of them, and I got it. He's like, what? What's that box run? Well, uh, I'll tell you when... My brother and I would combine his one box and my two boxes, and we put them up on eBay. So that's a total of one hundred and twenty dollars that we've purchased worth of product. And I believe when uh, we when we sold it online, we sold it for six hundred. Wow. Yeah. So. Man. Yeah. So you're looking at. Uh, what is that? Four seventy-five profit right there. Wow, that's good. You know what's? So, you know what? I always, I always found to seem to amaze me is how Pokemon actually um, people gain interest in it for a little while and then it dies back down again. Yeah, then yeah. Gain yeah. interest in it again mm-hmm. and then it dies back down again. Yeah, but you if know, you it's, notice, it's almost. What was that? But, the, but if you notice that what what goes along with it is, look at the longevity of it. This Pokemon has been going on for, you know, close to 30 years. And and so they, they've been around for a very long time. And so I don't see them going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they've, they've got their ups and their downs. And I think what, what worries me right now is that with the pandemic and everybody shut down and everybody staying at home, uh, people didn't know what to do with their lives, and they didn't know what to do with their money. And so all of a sudden, they started reinvesting in cards because it was a collection that they used to have as a kid. And so people started buying cards, and they couldn't they couldn't get enough of them, and there wasn't enough in the stores. And so they produced, it ended up causing Pokemon to produce more cards. And what happens when you produce more cards? You get an overproduction of cards, and then the value of the of the rare cards ends up becoming less because of you're producing more. So yeah. they got to find that happy balance. And so I think COVID hit hard, and a lot of people made a lot of money. But I don't know when that bubble's going to pop, but it will pop, and it'll go down low, and then it'll come back up again. But for the long haul, it's not going anywhere, man. So if you yeah. got so if you got any Charizards. You better hang on to them, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what? Actually, I actually have an old Charizard from uh, '98. Dude, um, man. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Man, you know that, what? That's it's something at, that I want to get in my collection, man. I, I want to get a Charizard. But you know, the thing about mine is that it's not a first edition, and oh, it's not a shadowless. Okay. So, uh-huh, but it's still uh-huh. it's, it looks pretty pristine. Uh, I just yeah. actually need to get it uh, graded. That's all I need to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, you know, but man, right now, I think PSA isn't accepting anything until July, I believe. Um, well, not only that, man, that there's even more news. Uh, Beckett, Beckett was the number two grading company in, in the world. And they just released a couple of days ago that they are also shutting down all of their grading because of they're so far behind that they need to catch up. So the only Man. ones, so like if you want to get a, a card graded right now, Beckett is only accepting 
um, the I, I can't remember what what it's called, but it's like high end. If if you want a, a quick turnaround and you wanted it like within forty eight hours, you got to spend like three hundred dollars to get this card graded. Wow! I you but, know I didn't even know. I didn't even I didn't even know that uh, it takes like up to you know a couple of months you know almost like ten months to get your card back. Well, if you do economy. Well, yeah, before before COVID hit, you could get it back in you know a short amount of time, but then COVID hit and everybody was sending all of their cards in to get graded <laughs> because they thought. Dude, <laughs> if I've got all of these cards that I'm collecting, I might as well send them to get graded and make some money on can them. You, can you imagine like somebody like me, right? I, I got the Charizard card. I think it's worth, let's say, mm-hmm. 50 grand. I pay <laughs> I pay Beckett to, to grade it $300 or $1,000. And then to come to find out, it's only worth five bucks. You know, can you imagine yeah. that? I wonder if this happened to somebody where they actually graded, they actually decided to get it graded paid the, a lot of money because they thought it was worth something and come to find out it's not worth anything yeah man I, I, I think it even happens to where some people end up um, getting they end up going to a card show or they end up doing a, a side deal at, at a garage sale or something or a private sale on Facebook and they end up getting uh, a fake card and then you think it looks legit, everything looks perfect, and you send it out to PSA, and then all of a sudden they tell you that you got a fake card, and it's not even worth anything. <laughs> and then you spent three hundred bucks because you wanted to get it graded out because oh you thought it was going to be worth fifty grand, but instead they said, "Sorry, man." And then and then you think about it, and you bought it off that fool off of Facebook, and you, you end up <laughs> spending it. You spent oh five grand God. on it because you thought that it was going to be worth fifty grand, you know. <laughs> you know, I think that's why it's, most people on eBay don't really purchase uh, ungraded cards. Yeah, yeah. You know, there is a lot of uh, fake cards. You uh, know, um, you know, there's a lot of. You know, you could have a gym. Who knows? You know, it just depends. Yeah, I bought one ungraded card, and. I'm, and I'm not even a big fan of the player LeBron James, but I bought his card because the card is kind James, of cool. King James, man. King James. I know, man. I well, know. How are you going to say you're not a fan of King James, man? Oh, because of, I'm not a big fan of his arrogance and his cockiness, yeah. and he thinks he thinks that he is the GOAT, dude, but let's be he real, He kind of is right now, man, right? Well, right now. Well, well, how do you say right now, man? Because if you think of the GOAT, um, that's the greatest of all time, man. That's not multiple. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, can't, are you telling me that he's better than Jordan, dude? Maybe he's the greatest of our time. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think you're there should right. be something like that, man. And, and I think he, I think he is one of the top elites, and I think he is one of the goats. Mm-hmm. Multiple plural. I, I don't think that he's the best though, but he thinks to claim that he's the best, and, and I don't like that arrogance and cockiness that he got, you know. And and he's said a couple things, and when he said those things, all of a sudden his card prices started dropping, and that's yeah. when I decided to buy his card because I what thought about- buy low, sell high, you know. And so I bought low, uh, and I bought this ungraded card, and man. I don't even know if I should say it on the podcast. I bought it for over a hundred bucks, man. Probably like a hundred and six bucks. 
And uh, I'm only, I just didn't want to say it on, on here because I don't want my wife hearing how much money I spent on a damn card, you know? <laughs> she's ungraded at that. Ungra- <laughs> yeah, she's right behind me, you know? She's like, you did what? You, man. I, and, and you know what? I, I got it in the mail and I checked it out. And um, the person that I bought it off, they threw, out, they threw in a, several other LeBron's uh, cards that are worth like five, ten bucks each, which was kind of yeah. cool. And then I looked at that, uh, I, I got the Chalk Toss one, which is a really sick card, man. Oh, wow. And I, I pulled it out of the, the top loader, and then I looked at it in the penny sleeve, and I was like, man, do I take it out of the penny sleeve? Yeah, I have to, man. I got to take a look at this and see what it looks like, because uh, a LeBron James Chalk Toss, if it, if it grades out at like a 9 or a 10, Man, if it grades out at a nine, you're, you're at least a thousand dollar card right there. And if it grades out at a ten, man, you're talking at least a couple thousand dollars right there. Yeah. And so I, I, I had to take it out of the, the penny sleeve just to take a look at it. And there's a little tiny, tiny indentation in a, a on a corner. Um, but I, I personally think that it probably still would grade out as a nine, but. Here I am stuck holding on to a card that I bought, uh, and I can't even get it graded. <laughs> oh, I know. It, what year is that card? Do you know? Oh, um, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, There's a uh, right here, 2008, 2009. I think it's, that was uh, it. It's actually horizontal. It's his arms out. Yep, yep, that's the one. And that's then cool. uh, it says Cavaliers on it. Yep. Yeah, right now it says uh, LeBron James, number 23, Chalk Toss, PSA 10, Jim Mint. Mm-hmm. Somebody's selling it for seventeen ninety five. So you're looking at a grand, a little over a grand and a half. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I would hold on to that card, man. You know, you know, later on it could be worth a lot of money depending on how, you know, how things go. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and you know that that was my main thing was when when I look at these cards, I think of them as as an investment. You know, I don't think of them as uh, just something that's cool to have. Like, you know, I, I look at it. I spent one hundred and six dollars on it ungraded. Okay, right now, June third today. Um, one that was ungraded sold for 196 bucks. Yeah. So but by the time you get it graded though, it's, it's going to be worth more money for sure. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is it, it's already a $90 profit just from when I purchased it, man. You know, yeah, I try, exactly. I try and follow the market and, and I keep watching it. And like, like I said, you got to buy low and sell high. Yeah. And so right now the market's starting to go back up on that, on his cards because he's, He's playing better, and he's not, and he, and he finally shut his mouth and stopped talking for once. But and, it's kind of hard because you know, like, you buy the cards because you're a collector, right? And mm-hmm. then you get an opportunity because the card has skyrocketed in price to sell the card to another collector that's doing the same thing, another garage brother, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard because you don't want to really get rid of the card; you want to keep it. But man, sometimes. That money talks, man, and everything's for sale. Everything's for sale at the right price. Yeah, everything's got a price, man. Everything's yeah. got a price. You want my home? You just give me the right <laughs> price, man. 
I'll I'll even leave all the furniture and everything in it if it's for the right price. <laughs> I know, you know man. but you're so right. Offering you money for your truck, you're, you're selling it, and you're walking home. Oh, dude, home. tomorrow, man, I'll be doing Fred Plinston mobile. You know. <laughs> but you're yeah, right, man. man. It, it's all a matter of, especially when you're dealing with these other collectors, man. Um, some of them, that's the thing, is Theodore. Not everybody's a collector, though. And not everybody's an investor. Some are investors and some are collectors. Okay, I'll take for example. I got a, a buddy of mine who's a diehard, hardcore Lakers fan. He's a collector, man. He collects all the Lakers jerseys, all the Lakers gear, all the Lakers cards, anything that to do with Lakers. So if all of a sudden I've got a Magic Johnson card, he's gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he's willing to spend the money on it. And so it's not necessarily that that card might even be worth a ton of money. But for him, it's worth a ton of money because it might add value to his total collection. You know, I'm sure we got a lot of Garage Brothers on here that are co- collectors and investors. You yeah, know? yeah. But it just depends whether you fall in that category, you know. Uh, I think everybody sits in the middle because – there's cards that, you know, you're not really too fond of, but you have them, but they're worth something to somebody, you know, so you decide you want to sell it, mm-hmm. you know, and that person, you know, gives it the right price and, you know, you let it go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all it's all trading, man. And, you know, you'll, you'll get a card that's worth something to you and, you know, it's uh, not worth something to somebody else. So it just depends on, you know, what card you you get and all that. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why we that's why we're in this. You know, that's why we're. You know, collecting cards and yeah, and, and that's why they were called trading sport. cards. Yeah, because back in the day, that's what they were for. Was they were called trading cards, man. And and I'll tell you when when I was trade when I was collecting trading cards back in the day, I was collecting. I was looking for Dodger cards, and I didn't care about these other cards. You know, I I had a cousin who was was a hardcore uh, Giants fan, and so. I'd give, I'd trade the Giants cards that I would pull from packs to him, and he'd give me his his Dodger cards because he hated the Dodgers, and that's what was cool about them. Is as kids, we were learning about the the value of trading things, and it's very similar to trading stocks and bonds and being in in Wall Street. You know, it, it's it's so crazy that we can see the value of cards increasing just like. The, the value of stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, one and, and cards are like stocks. You know, one day they're worth this amount, and next day they're worth that amount. So, you know, it, you, you could either sell it while it's worth something, or just hold on to it, and hopefully mm-hmm. later on it'll be worth something again. You know, just it's just a matter of time, year. You know, there's so many factors that cause uh, cards to for the price to skyrocket, and, and and you know. Even memorabilia, you know, just it just depends on what it is. Yeah, yeah. You and know, so, you know see that? like oh, you said, man. So we've got all these ideas of what cards are worth and who they're worth thing, who they're worth to. And so I started thinking about, wow, you know, my brother brought me back into this just through Pokemon cards, and then he, I started looking and looking for more Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. But then, but then I, I told my brother, I said, man, like this, uh, I got the itch. I got the fever. Like I want, I want to open some baseball cards because 
that's what I used to collect, and that's what I collected as a kid. So, so I told my brother, Let, let's start collecting some cards instead of just buying Pokemon and flipping them. I don't, I don't want to just flip cards. I, I want to, I want to open something. I, I want the enjoyment of ripping cards. Exactly. So, so he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that." And so, and it's funny because that's that's what we used to do as kids. You know, yeah, exactly. Get cards and rip them on each other and see who has got the better card. Uh huh. And so here, you know, I convinced my brother, "Hey, let's buy some baseball cards instead." And and we started collecting some more sports cards and uh, some some of the cards that we would collect or some of the car- cards that we would purchase. Uh, there was a big resale value of them um, on eBay. And so we'd flip them because we knew that we'd make more money, and we'd and we'd use that money to buy more cards, and but we'd buy those that we'd buy cards that we wanted to open, and so we were just using our profits of cards that we didn't want to buy cards that we did want, so that we we weren't dipping into our our everyday money from our, our careers. So now we're just using the money that we've invested into it and then all of a sudden man it, it just, I, I guess it kind of happened by accident man i <laughs> uh, my, my brain just said boom a light bulb came on hey if you're uh if you're opening cards if you're looking for cards like no joke dude or i i was looking for cards almost every single day yeah i thought Oh, check out Rite Aid. Check out CVS. Oh, check Big Five. Oh, now, check Walmart. Check Target. Yeah. So I was on my grind every day looking for cards. So, like I said, not only am I buying cards, am I looking for cards, am I ripping cards now? I thought, shoot, if I'm doing all this, why not put it online? I mean, there's there's a market for this, obviously. Exactly, and and people that's what, are already doing it. And, and that's what I was going to ask you, man. You know, and I see that you're bringing your son along with you. You know, the youngest <laughs> card. You know, he's only two years old, Jeremiah. Man, he cute kid. You know, he he's going out there with you and and getting that passion from what his dad used to have. Yeah. You know, his dad used to have that passion and going out there and and getting cards and you know and and that's a time that he'll appreciate for a lifetime. You know, especially looking back at the videos that his dad's posting online and, you know, taking his you taking your son out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to look back at that and be like, man, that's exactly when I got the passion to look for these cards, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and at least he gets to look back at it and it's on video, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where you started Garage Bros, you know, and, and, and now, it's you know, hey, it's little Garage Bros, but, you know, <laughs> He'll grow up one day and he's going to be a garage bro. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know. And yeah. and, that, and that's cool. Like you said, uh, I'm bringing him along. Hopefully uh, he, he learns from it. He grows from it. And, and he, he falls into the hobby that, that I, I fell in love with, you know. Because I'll tell you, man, I, I just heard a little bit of a story that that a guy kind of like myself, not my age, he's, he was much older than me, but he was collecting cards and as a teenager, his parents threw out his cards and said they weren't going to be worth anything, and so he kind of got upset, but whatever. And then once he became an adult, he started collecting cards again. 
And from what I understand, I believe he became like a doctor or something. Wow. But um, he started collecting cards as an adult and he had money to collect the cards. And so he ended up developing a huge collection. Well, just this past year, he ended up getting COVID and dying from it. Oh, man. And it's his, terrible. Yeah, yeah. But then his kids got his collection and they didn't realize the value that he had. Uh, he has um, a, a Babe Ruth card that's one of four in the entire world. Oh, man. And it's supposed to be going up on auction. It's probably going to be the the highest selling card of all time. Uh, oh, so that's the that's the one that uh, I seen on CBS Sports, right? The yeah, yeah. Rookie card. Actually, that just sold, man. It was valued at six million, and it sold to a private a private uh, buyer, man. Uh, the price is you know it's undisclosed, um, so who knows what he actually purchases it for. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But man, it actually broke the previous record, which was five point two million for the sale of a nineteen fifty two Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle card. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Mantle card um, that sold in uh, I think uh, I don't know what year it says, uh, but you know, there's another two thousand three uh, LeBron James rookie card as well that mm-hmm. sold for a high amount. I'm not sure what it sold for, um, but man, that's that's. Okay, That's so, so check so right check there. that out, Theodore. Uh, he had he had that Babe Ruth card that valued at over six million. Okay, but that was just one of his cards in his collection. You just said that it just ended up becoming the most valued price card out there. It ended up going above the Mickey Mantle, which was at like five point two yeah. million. Well, guess what, man. In that collection, he had a Mickey Mantle card as well. No way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man. Oh, man. So this guy had quite a collection, man. And and that's just two of the top cards that he had in his collection. <laughs> you could only imagine what the rest of the collection looked like and how much it's worth. So his kids are probably, unfortunately, they're probably like, Damn, sorry, Dad, you passed, but sweet, man, you know check what, this out. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, is that, like, even if my dad had those cards, you know, you wouldn't want to sell them because your dad cherished them so much, you know? Yeah, but, but dude, these guys, they were, like, quick to sell them, too, man. He died yeah. not that long ago, you know? Man. They might have been just, like, money hungry, man. For me, <laughs> like, like you, I would have been like, nah, man, these... Dude, that's my dad's like prized, cherished thing, you know. He yeah, kept that under lock and key. Oh man, yeah, you know it's it's crazy because you know you you think about it and I'm like, you know, I wouldn't sell it, you know. I'd, well, you know, for five million or six million dollars, I don't know, man. It's sold, I guess. Like, you know, well, like a- you said, dude, everything's <laughs> got a price. Yeah, man. everything's got a price, and I'm sure their their dad wants them to have the money, you know. Yeah. They they even said that man. They said something like in, in an interview. They said, "You know, I'm dad. I'm sure that my dad's watching us right now, and he's just proud to see the value of his cards." And, or he's and that, pulling his hair out. Yeah, or he's <laughs> yeah, he's yelling at me. <laughs> he's turning over in his grave right oh, now. Oh man! Oh Big my time, god! Dude. He's he's already. He making sure that nobody's getting buried next to him, man. Oh, oh my God. 
I, I'll be watching myself before I sleep at night, man. He's haunting me. Yeah, for sure, oh, man. Oh, man. I, I think his name uh, was Thomas Newman. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's unfortunate that he did Rest pass from COVID, peace, man. man. Rest in peace. Yeah, exactly. You know, COVID has taken many lives and, and um, you know, has brought us a little bit more closer together, you know, in a way, because we got to spend a lot of time with our loved ones at home. Mm-hmm. Um but definitely uh, has made us look, have a different outlook on life, you know, well, you and appreciate know, the times that we did take uh, for granted. I think you're absolutely right, man. I think it, it allowed us to cherish the time that we did have with our family and a lot of us having to work from home or not having work and staying at home. And it allowed us to spend more time with our, our family. A lot of the kids couldn't go to daycare because daycares were shut down. So it brought the family back and, well, but it I, either made us love each other or hate each other because, you know, I'm pretty sure yeah. there's a lot of families out there at each other's throats. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right, you know. But uh, as far as me and my family, man, uh, we make sure that every single night we sit together at the dinner table and, and we have exactly. dinner together because that's where we get to have our time. We don't answer our phones. We don't have our phone on us. It's just family time. After exactly. dinner, after everybody's eaten, then you can go and do what you want to do. But for that moment, that's the time when it's just family time. Did you have a lot of time off work because uh, of COVID? Well, you know, uh, being a teacher uh, by day, uh, I didn't necessarily get a lot of time off. I just had to figure out how to uh, recraft my, my skill because being you're not being so you're not teaching in the classroom anymore and not being in person you have to learn how to go with the flow and learn how to teach online do distance learning and uh, bring in all kinds of different uh, lesson plans that are all brought through with the with, with the media and the internet but man it, it was tough you know and the toughest part i would say is you keep hearing from parents. Parents are pissed off. Uh, we want our kids back in school. And, or then you got the other parents that are saying, no way, we don't want our kids in school. Uh, it, but everybody's struggling, and, and they're blaming everything on you as their teacher. And all you're trying to do is is do the best that you can do. So it was a tough time for a teacher, man. Exactly. I can Teachers imagine. don't cause... get enough credit, I tell you that. And I'm, and I'm not saying it just because I'm a teacher. If I wasn't a teacher right now, my hat would be going off to teachers because, damn, they've had to, they've had to relearn how to teach a, a whole different world. Adapting to a new way of teaching is without, definitely hard. Without any kind of time to even change your curriculum because if you're used to a, an in-person curriculum and you've been using that curriculum and you just tweak it when you need to tweak it, dude, all of a sudden you've got to recreate new curriculum because it's all online and, and that takes a lot of time and so then people are and saying sure, oh yeah you you've got it made you're teaching from home I know. and you're probably drinking vodka in your coffee cup while you're <laughs> on zoom and in and in reality dude you're spending all this time trying to figure out um how to change your curriculum and not only that I would say the majority of my time being paid as a teacher 
was calling families trying to figure out why their kid wasn't coming online to go to school. And, and I'm sure many of these uh, kids had a hard time with, you know, learning at home, you know, from learning in a classroom, you know, to going at home. And some kids need that that time to focus on school. You know, there's so many distractions at home, whether, you know, they're they got a dog or, you know, they want to go play, you know, they wake the games, up late, TV. They stay up, yeah, they stay up late at night, you know, and especially for the parents uh, staying home all day and having to, uh, you know, worry about their kids, you know, what they're going to eat, you know, the, all of a sudden mom and dad don't have a job, mom don't have a job, you know, oh man, it, it was definitely hard for everybody, you know, and especially teachers, man, that's, that's really tough. Yeah, man, and Paul, I think of it, okay, I think of it as if it's that tough on teachers, how tough was it on the students, man? How tough was exactly. it on these kids? The kids are, we're adults, we can handle it, you know? All that means is pull up your big boy panties and, and, and work harder. You know, you know what I... Kids, yeah. what, what do you kids, what do you expect a first or a second grader to do on distance learning, they don't know how to get online and and do their schedule with their teacher the right way. Exactly. How, how can they manage that at you know at the age that they're at? You, you know what I really felt bad for too is like all the kids that were seniors and they were going to walk stage didn't get to walk that year. You know, uh, uh, yeah, they looked yeah. their whole they they looked at look forward to whole life to being able to walk that stage and you know, wave at their family and friends mm-hmm. and, and the audience and saying, you know, I graduated mom, I graduated dad and weren't yeah. able to graduate. You yeah. Know? But you know what? Uh, I, I kind of, uh, I'll flip that one on it just, to, just for a quick little minute because, <laughs> because they got something different, man. Yeah. The, the, they got something completely different. Don't get me wrong. They, they got robbed of a lot, man. They got exactly. robbed of like prom. They got robbed. Oh of, man. Uh, of a lot of different events, their sporting events, everything. But if you think about it, man, how many people can say that they graduated on the COVID year? <laughs> and, and not only that, like how many people can say that they got their high school graduation as a drive-through graduation? <laughs> Dude, I can I can't say that. I had exactly. to stand. I had to go stand out in the sun. Oh, and, man. And, and stand there for hours and listen to the band play and the, they were off key anyways uh, <laughs> but man like you're sit, standing there for hours don't get me wrong like cool sweet dude I graduated from high school family was there everybody got to enjoy it but too these guys got to have a whole different kind of a graduation nobody had ever had a drive through graduation That's true, before man. And drive through Halloween that, yeah and not only that man they <laughs> They got um, like I, I don't know about in in Vegas or in Bakersfield or other cities, but over here where where I'm at, um, they had families that adopted these seniors, and so it was like like families of the community member they all pulled together, and every senior got adopted by another family, and. And they got like showered with gifts, so all wow. of a sudden, like you know, you get your doorbell ring, and there'd be a, a box with a bunch of different things in it from 
from this family that adopted you. You don't even know who it is, but you check it out. You got all these different things. Like, sweet. Dude, that kind of crap didn't happen for me, man. <laughs> you know, I didn't get the special treatment of a, of a family adopting me and dropping off gifts randomly. Yeah. No, I got to stand in the sun and wait for everybody and then uh, have a little graduation party afterwards and say, all right, good luck. <laughs> Go to college now. You're on your way now. Yeah. Now you're an adult. get that stick and that hanky, man, and get on yeah. your way. Mm-hmm. Hey, you graduated from Cal Poly, didn't you? Yep, yep. Man. What year, what year was that? Oh, man. Graduated from Cal Poly in 04. Oh, wow. Man, and, and you wanted to be a teacher? Is that what you wanted to do, or did you have like another, uh, you know, major you wanted to major in? Or well, I majored in. Uh, I started my major as what was called an environmental horticulture science. I wanted to get into like greenhouse production and grow flowers and crops, and um, just uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed agriculture and thought that would be kind of a cool job. Well, that's what but, Santa Maria is, man. They're Surrounded by yeah, yeah, the strawberry capital of the world, almost man. Mm -hmm. Man, those strawberries are good, man. Oh man, my best part. Don't get me wrong; I I enjoy eating strawberries, but my favorite thing now is when I drive through Santa Maria in the spring. I make sure that my windows are open, and you just get that strawberry smell coming through everywhere. Man, it's that's one of my it, favorite things. Speaking of strawberry smell, man, you know, I always, I always tripped out on is that, you know, you go to the store, you go to the auto, the auto parts store, or you go to Walmart, you see car air fresheners, and mm-hmm. uh, they say, oh, this is strawberry, this is cherry, but it doesn't really smell like that. Yeah, they never know? smell like strawberry, man. How, yeah. <laughs> when, when are they going to actually produce something that truly smells like a strawberry? Exactly, man. It's, it's like, oh man, what does that smell like? It smells like cherries, but cherries don't really smell like that. Yeah, you know? no, instead you got to say, no, that smells like strawberry car freshener. That doesn't smell <laughs> like strawberry, you know? I know, man. And actually, Cherry's car air freshener was my favorite air freshener for a long time. Now I just kind of moved on to, to vanilla. Oh, man. You know, my, but... I, I've been a big vanilla fan my whole life, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one, man. It's actually It actually smells really good. And yeah, that yeah. One, Pina Colada, that one's really good as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you grew up in Santa Maria your whole life, man. And and you just you now you live in uh, uh, Paso Robles now. now, yeah. Paso, huh? That's what they call it. Yep, they call it Paso. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to bring it back to our culture or my culture at least, as uh, Paso Robles, but uh, yeah, but over here everybody calls it Paso Robles or Paso, Paso. or or wine country is what they call it. You ever go down to the slope? Yeah, man, I enjoy it slow because, you know, I mean, that's where Cal Poly is. is. And, like 30 minutes? Uh, yeah, about 30 minutes, man. Man, you ever go down to the beach, Pismo, or not really? You know, I was just there uh, probably about two weeks ago or oh, less. Oh, yeah. Isn't that where you, where you took your son card hunting at? Yeah, yeah. We, we liked, uh, we had a birthday, little birthday party that we went to over there. And after the birthday party, I thought, dude, we're going to go card hunting because... There's a different Walmart, you know, and man, lo and behold, you go to a Walmart in in that area, and they got better product, or <laughs> or they have less people going after product. Exactly. Who knows, man? They might be having that same product at my Walmart, but maybe I'm just not getting there fast enough. 
and, and it's selling out. But over here, man, I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's still on the shelf. I'm I'm picking it up. <laughs> so Target in Paso tomorrow opens at 8 a.m. And you're gonna be there at 8 a.m. <laughs> no, man, you know how I do it, man. I don't care if Target and Paso's open at 8 a.m. or not, man. I gotta wait for the online drop because that's where the sports cards are going. <laughs> hey, that's at 4:30, isn't it? Oh man, dude, 4:30. That's like, that's, our time, right? That's like 4:30 East. Yeah, that's 4:30 our time. Um, no, and and that's not even true because 4:30 our time, 7:30 their time, and last week they started dropping at like 6:40 Eastern time. Oh, so man. that would mean three forty hour time. So you know, I'm gonna I wonder if they're gonna have luck. a lot of problems with those uh, computer bots buying uh, those cards. I don't know, man, but I'm gonna set my alarm for like three fifteen, dude. <laughs> You're gonna be refreshing, morning, man. Refreshing, refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh, and then wake up again and doze off and wake. And then you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna doze off and I'm gonna miss out. <laughs> and, and, you're and, gonna wake up at uh at uh, four o'clock and then everybody bought them all out yeah them. or the bots got them all yeah you know what though they they i wish they did like a uh you know a regulation where they dropped like some at you know 7 30 their time or and then 7 30 our time you know because that means people on the west coast they're not always gonna wake up that early you know or something's gonna happen where they're gonna be asleep you know, yeah. Like, how is it equitable for us, man? I, I mean, know. Let's man. be real, dude. Like, how easy is it? How easy is it for somebody on the East Coast to, to get online at, at, at seven o'clock in the morning, dude? Seven o'clock in the morning, I'm I'm ready to go to work, but I have to be up at three o'clock in the morning to get cards. Exactly. You know, so that ain't fair. So, like, like you said, man, there's gonna be some days that I'm not even gonna wake up in time to get the cards and target if you're hearing out. this man please think about us on the on the west coast <laughs> yeah do something come do on something guys. about it you know we should ask you know that that's a good thing to go on twitter ask mm-hmm. target you know for all the garage brothers out there yeah, on the west coast and say hey think about us we're not going to be able to get cards you know you're only thinking about the east coast and you know it's unfair for us yeah, and, and like you were saying, I mean, they could do, like, two separate drops if they have two separate warehouses. If they have a mm-hmm. warehouse on the East Coast and a warehouse on the West Coast, they could do two separate time drops. But that's still going to be – it's still not going to be able to stop people from the East Coast being able to purchase online cards from the West Coast. So I think the best idea is probably just to pick a, a neutral time and do, do the drop for everybody um let's just say that if we chose uh, a 7 a.m drop for our time you know that would put it at 10 a.m for east coast they they're already up they've already had their cup of coffee they should be ready to get cards at that time exactly man and you know what actually that'd be a good a good topic to at least ask target and say, Hey, think about your people on the West coast, you know, and, and but Walmart sells the same cards, right? Oh, they the same cards? No, they don't. Oh um, no, really? They do, but they don't. It, it's so kinda... are the more desired cards coming from target? Yes. Okay. I would say 
I would say that when cards were in store, um, I knew that every single Friday I would wake up early and I'd go stand in, in line and I knew that I was going to be getting something somewhat new, something newly released. If I go to Walmart, I feel like I'm getting the same product almost every time. Oh, okay. They're not getting the newest product all the time. And so they're playing a catch-up game. But when in reality, uh, I dropped a video on YouTube about this too, that what Walmart should have did is they should have, they had their chance to beef up their cards, to start collect, start bringing in all the new products as fast as they can and steal all of those target customers. Mm-hmm. Because what, what Target and Walmart is really after, they're not after us just to go in and buy cards. They want us to go do all of our shopping there, not just for cards. And that's what I recognized is uh, since Target stopped selling cards online, I haven't, I haven't even stepped foot in, in Target. <clears throat> oh, yeah, exactly. You know, that's... And I go to Target all the time, man, and I pass through there. And, you know, I do, of course, obviously go around 7 to 9 or 8 at night, you know, because mm-hmm. not many people are at Target at that time. And yeah. that's when uh, me and my wife like to shop there. But, you know, that's that's key to get people more in the door, you know, to have those yeah. cards available. Um, you know, unfortunately, there was people causing a lot of drama outside, you know, attacking each other, uh, you know, over cards. But... You know, and that's unfortunate. People take it to that extreme, but those aren't those aren't garage brothers. Those are just people that are just flipping cards, you know, mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, you know they they need to leave it for the people who are, uh, you know, th- this is their hobby, this is their passion. You know, they love these cards. You know, and um, you know, I don't have a problem with some of the flippers, man. Okay, uh, I don't have a problem with the difference between flippers or rippers. Whoever gets there first and, and wants to get cards can get cards, man. But let's keep it equitable. Don't buy them all up, man. Don't go in there and and you see 30 packs of cards and you're a flipper and you buy all 30 packs because you know that you're going to have a, a huge profit margin. Buy a couple. Get your piece of the pie. Don't take the whole damn pie. Just get exactly, your piece man. of the pie. You know, I'm cool with flippers getting one or two products and flipping them and making a little profit. Because let's be real, man, COVID came. A lot of people didn't have jobs. They, exactly. they couldn't work. So what Can did they have to do? Man? They had to be on their hustle. They had to be on their grind. Exactly. So what did they do? They they figured out what's the next thing that they could flip. The, it, you know, it went from like sneakers and jerseys to cards. And so if they're going to flip a little bit, no big deal. But if they're going to flip a lot of bit, man, let's start start changing some things exactly man you know i it's crazy i went to dollar tree the other day and i didn't even know they sold basketball cards there you know and i went in there and uh you know i saw this guy he ended up picking up the whole box of prism basketball cards and he bought them you know and i wanted to buy a pack you know and and and, you know there's, there's people like that you know that are you know just buying up those cards and those are the ones you're talking about yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm I, I I'm guilty on that one too, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, but but the thing is, is on on that one, I went into the Dollar Tree and I saw a whole, <laughs> a whole box of NBA hoops. Yeah, it was and, hoops. 
And I had to pick it up, man. I just had to because <laughs> I had to do it for the channel, not not, not I know, for me. I, know, I had to do it man. for the channel, man. If yeah. I'm going card hunting, and I'm hey, but those the, are the ones you're gonna be you can do uh, pack wars with, right? Nah, no. Nah, I <laughs> I flipped those so I could buy some more baseball cards, man. Oh, because, like man. I said, you know, I'm more of a baseball fan, man. And in basketball, I didn't. I don't know what I'm really chasing, you know. I, I know that I'm that people are chasing the Lamella ball, um, but other than that, that's all I, I really knew, you know. So I'd rather open product that I know and people and the players that I know, so that way it's it's better for the channel. It's better for the people that that are watching and 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 seeing when I'm open and and they know that I'm knowledgeable about what what I'm opening. Exactly. Yeah, because you know I actually got a, I actually got a whole shoebox, man, of, of uh, basketball cards. I have no idea what they're worth. I would love somebody to look through them and uh, you know give me a you know, fair number on what these cards are worth, but it's so hard, man. You know, it's so hard to get, you know, trust anybody that they may rip you off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now. And, uh, I got a guy that, the that's the perfect guy to check those out. And, um, because I, I had a buddy that lives in Santa Maria and he, um, he told me once he saw that I had a YouTube channel on sports cards, he asked me about his sports cards and he said he was hurting for money and he wanted to get rid of these cards and needed it ASAP. And I said, man, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm busy and I can't go look at them. But I know somebody in Santa Maria that I trust 100%. And he's not going to lowball you. He will give you a fair price. He will give you what it's actually worth. Not He's not going to rip you off. He will give you what it's worth. And... So I let him know, and all of a sudden they connected. And when they connected, he had looked through this uh, the couple binders of cards that he had, and the majority of them weren't worth anything. But there was also six Jordan cards in there. And, oh man! And uh, he said one of the one of the Jordan cards could have fetched a lot of money, but it had a pretty bad corner. Um, but it's still worth. So, some money so um they ended up reaching a deal and like i said um he gave him fair price for for what he had especially with those six jordans in there um and and my buddy was like stoked like dude i just needed to get rid of them and get get a little bit of money and now i got some money sweet and the other buddy was like dude cool man you hooked me up and you let me get first chance at these cards and i got some jordans Oh man, that's cool though. At least he, at least he gave him fair price. You know, I I ought to have him look at my cards, see what he thinks. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I said, man, I could have very easily just uh, pushed it off and and let my buddy just sell them to whoever, you know. But um, at the same time, I want to make sure that my buddy gets a fair price for those cards and he doesn't get ripped off, like you said, man. Who who are you gonna trust? Exactly, and man. so at least I, I know that there's a couple guys that that I know that I trust implicitly to to look through my cards and tell me what they're worth because they're not going to try and rip me off. That's a true garage brother, man. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. That's definitely you know. an OG OG brother right there. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. You know, what's funny is, uh, you, you know, it makes me think about the name Garage Brothers is actually like, you know, a lot of a lot of dads, a lot of men out there. You know, the garage is where it's at, man. That's that's their home. That's their room. You know. Yeah, maybe wife, we should talk about why we why we came up with the name Garage Brothers. Exactly, man. You yeah, were reading, you were reading my mind, man, and uh, <laughs> you know when I first came up with the well, like I said, well, first off, here we are um, flipping cards and and ripping cards now because we started this collection all over, you know, after the Pokemon. Yeah, and. And then I said, man, if I'm already doing this, why not film it? Why not put it on YouTube? Because there's a calling for it. Exactly. So we did it. And, but but then, I, or we didn't do it right then. My brain was was going and it was rolling with it. And it, like, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with my brain. My brain was telling me, like, you need a YouTube channel. You need to do this. You need to get a logo. Dude, you got, you, you got to do pack boards. You got to do uh, box battles. You got to get invitations made. You got to, I mean, there was so much to do and, and my brain just wouldn't stop. So I started writing notes down so I wouldn't forget some of these things. And, and then I was like, man, what are you going to call yourself? You know? And, <laughs> and, and, and then at the same time, I was like, where are you going to film this? You got two kids, man. You got two kids under the age of two. <laughs> Shoot, man, two years old and eight months old. Like I know, man. Jeez, I don't even know what I was thinking there, but I wasn't thinking. That's what the problem was. You, you know what's funny, though, is that the garage is where the dads are at, you know, and yeah, the brothers the are at. Yeah, the man cave. Yeah, it's a man cave, man. And you know what? The, the wife has the house, man. You know, she yep. actually decorates the living room, decorates your bedroom. You have no say. You only have that little spot in the corner uh -huh. on the side. On and your table, your sleep. side end. Uh, yep. Yeah, your side end right there, and uh, of course, some of her things are there too as well. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're you're out in the garage, you know. And mm -hmm. if you best believe you make her mad, you're out there again. You know. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so you better better have a couch out there. You better have your TV out there and some blankets. Uh, and some blankets, man. You know, definitely. Uh, you know, and and that's where you know when you when you pitch this idea to me about Garage Brothers, you know, I actually thought about. All those things, you know, man cave. Uh, you know, all of us, we all have, uh, you know, I, I think I think the thing about man is that we actually have a child inside of us. You know, we have that 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 bo little boy inside mm -hmm. of us that, you know, has those passions as we were. That doesn't want to grow up. The that Peter doesn't want to grow up. And now we have adult money, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if it wasn't for our wife, we'd be making so many stupid decisions, uh, <laughs> buying things that we shouldn't be buying and. And making bad decisions, and that's why we have the wife there to tell us, you know, what are you doing? You know, what's wrong uh -huh. with you? And your you wife know, must and... be in the room right now, man. <laughs> how no, how actually... much is she paying you? <laughs> <laughs> She's handing me a couple of hundred bucks to say, no, nah, but it's the truth, man. It's the, you know, it's the God honest truth. You know, you, you think about it. You know, if it wasn't for her, I'd be I'd be in a hole, man, because I'd oh, be buying man. so many things I didn't need. And you know, for some reason, you know, I think men. You know, we get so determined uh, to buy things and we don't think about the repercussions of what we're buying. You know, you know, we'll spend our last dollar on a on a, something that we really thought that was worth it and we wasted it, you know. Yeah, but you know what, Theodore, you could also flip that, man. Think about all the women in the world that do the same thing with all the men's money. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. There's a lot of gold diggers out there, man. Yeah. 
And I ain't saying shit, gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> but she ain't messing with no broke. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Unless you got a wife with all the money, man. That's all. And you then, know what? Then, I, uh, I, I'm I'm telling you right now, man. I I got the best wife in the world, man. Uh, I'm I'm happy with what I got. Yeah, met my wife. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't I don't even need to, man. Don't even need to, cause like I got the perfect one, man. Yeah, man. You know it's it's funny how you know you see those awards, best wife, best mm-hmm. dad, you know, and uh, you know it's it's like a it's like back to LeBron James and you know said the goat. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the greatest of our child's time, you know, yep. and yep. the greatest of our 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 you know wife's or significant other's time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I actually, you know, it actually makes me think. You know, I always thought, you know, uh, you know, I always thought to myself, you know, I have the greatest dad and the greatest mom in the world, you know, and my kids think about that about me, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, your kids think about that as you know you too. You know, and it's yeah. it's crazy because you know when you, you know when it's just you by yourself, and once you have children, then you start appreciating those things. You know, you start seeing how they they look at you, and you mean the world to them. You know, and uh, and and I used to look at my dad, and we used to look at our parents the same way. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it goes so many ways, man. Like you know, this this lifetime, you know, we got to cherish every moment, and that's why we have to do what we do, the things that we do. We got to we really got to enjoy, you know, the hobbies and, and, um, you know, keep, keep, keep that fire under us. You know, well, if you think about it, Theodore, that's why, um, Garage Brothers Sports Cards kind of decided to branch out into just Garage Brothers. Mm-hmm. We're talking about positivity and kindness. And exactly. And, and where does it start, man? It starts in the home. Exactly. And, and, and the way I think about, the reason why I, I was thinking about positivity and kindness was uh, what kind of what kind of role model do I want to be for my my son and my daughter? What kind of mentor do I want to be? What kind of how do I want to raise these kids? And and I want to cherish every moment that I have and enjoy all my moments and 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 I want them to be happy and positive moments. I don't want them seeing me angry or or fighting or or always in a bad mood it's, it's got to be positive and so i think that's what kind of led into garage brothers instead of just garage brothers sports cards and, and now here i am trying to trying to raise my kids the right way and, and keep them in a, in a positive positive world and, and hopefully be able to make a difference in this world you know and I, I think that you are making a difference, you know, just just by thinking about Garage Brothers, you know, when you told me about it, I, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, and then actually, you know, I, I do a lot of thinking when I'm driving, you know, I, I have mm-hmm. so many, so many thoughts in my mind about what I'm going to be doing and which way I'm going to be going, you know, uh, and what are my plans for tomorrow and all that. And when you told me about that, I had a lot of time to think about it. And I go, man, you know what? I love that name. You know, and I love what you're doing. I think it's great. You know, I think that's what we need. We need a lot of positivity, positivity in our life, and mm-hmm. you know, something to look forward to. You know, and uh, and somewhere to talk. You know, especially like you know us doing this podcast. You know, um, you know, just having you know a couple of hours out of our day to to talk about what we love to do best. You know, what we like to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
is uh is is a special thing man you know Mm -hmm. whether it's after hours or whether it's during the day you know we need the time to talk about our our newest cards or hey i got these new tires for my car (laughs) you know or or something or hey yo washer yeah, somebody just uh, jacked my catalytic converter, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard that's a big thing up now, right now, man. Yeah, man. Crazy how they do things like that. Jack catalytic converters or, or uh, houses that are run down. They steal all the copper pipes in it. Oh, I know, man. That's crazy. Like, I, I see all these contractors. They're, you know, people, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be building the house and they'll, you know, take all the copper out of there, you know, or mm-hmm. even, even they're taking, they're taking plywood and wood off of a construction oh, right. site right now, man. Yeah. You know, cause the price of wood has, has gone up. Everything's yeah. gone up in price because there's so many, there's such a shortage right now mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, they're, they're just taking everything they can, you know, anything they can, you know, Well, not only that, it, it's not only just the, the shortage, but it's, it's the price that, that it is, the, the value of it is. And again, we go back to this pandemic and a lot of people lost their jobs, man. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Dude, if if I got if I've got Jeremiah and my daughter Sarai, and if I if I lost my job and my, and my wife lost her job and we couldn't find any, any kind of work and we didn't have any money. Shit, man, I'd be doing whatever I could to, to put food in, in my kid's belly and a roof over their head. If it meant that I had to go jack copper, then i go jack copper, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I mean, if it if it means the, the difference of keeping your kids alive or not. Oh, speaking of kids, man, my son just woke up. Oh, man. So... So yeah, I think man. on that note, we better we better end this one, buddy, <laughs> uh, and we better um, be prepared for another Garage Brothers uh, podcast yeah. on another night, man. Exactly, man. Well, all right, man. I like to thank everybody for listening to Garage Brothers Sports Cards uh, podcast, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Anything else you got to say before we take off? Uh, make sure to go ahead and check out the YouTube channel as well, as well as our Instagram, uh, Garage Brothers Sports Cards. And subscribe and like and make sure you keep stay posted. Make sure you uh, hit that notification bell for anything that we're doing. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening.